The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Radio. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to happen. Whoa, whoa! Um, <laughs> and on top of that, I'm using the brand new Mixcast from Tascam. Go check out Tascam.com uh, to read all about it. Uh, if you're looking at the Roadcaster or the Mixcast, uh, both got some great stuff. Um, but since we are sponsored by Tascam, I am going to lean a little bit more towards Tascam. So. Um, Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. Uh, tonight, it is just the Smugglers 2, Derek and myself, Mike. It's the Smugglers Dashing Duo. <laughs> um, Ken is a bit under the weather. I warned him about eating out of, or eating eating after a, a hut has dipped their hands in things. Oh, I thought it was from partying with the Ewoks. Um, actually, I think he went to a Hutt's palace in Michigan, in the Michigan section or sector. And, uh, maybe there were Ewoks there. He said he was high-fiving a lot of little people, but he didn't specify if there were Ewoks or Jawas, but he was at the Hutt's palace, probably doing a wrestling event with Gamorrean guards. So a lot of, not saying it's him, but who he's up against a lot of flab being thrown around. So... Just think what we saw in the first episode of season two of Mandalore. Gamorrean guards aren't a pretty sight. Um, Generally new. Check out the homepage, wookieradio.net, uh, and check out our affiliates and our partners. Um, like Biddy Boomers, use code WeBeGeeks for 15% off your first purchase. Um, you know, I have not gotten Hondo Supply up yet, but I'm still going to plug it. Hondo Supply on Etsy. Where you could check out his great IDs. Uh, if you tried listening to the show and you only got about 10 minutes, go back and re-download the show. <laughs> I loaded it while I was at the car dealership or at the at the maintenance bay for my ship um, and stepped away in, I guess, my hotspot. <laughs> I thought I left my phone next to the computer. It didn't, I guess, but it didn't load all the way. When I walked away, I only loaded partway, so... Um, but it is all there now. Just re-download the episode. 
it is a great episode with Mike from or Michael from Hondo Supply. We had a great time with him. Some bunch of great stuff. Uh, I know for me, yes, I would love to get an ID, but I'm definitely going to get uh, a translator. Oh yeah, I really, cool. I really like the look of his translators, and that'd be great to hang off the backpack or off the or off a belt type thing on a carabiner. Um, you could go to Lowe's or Home Depot and get some the really there's some really nice carabiners. Get there, it's like a double, and then make them in different sizes and put it on one of the smaller ones and then you just clip that onto the bigger one and then you have it hanging you have your galaxy's edge or your convention look for your for your uh for your character or just in general when you're in yeah easy access to stuff and your id off of it hang your translator cards um because the the droid arabish droid isn't that far off from regular arabish so i mean you can identify what the letters are with no problem if you just have arabish That'd be fun to have the droid one too, so you can break that out. Mm. Um, I have not seen Mandalorian riding in the parks yet. Doesn't mean it potentially won't be coming. I just haven't seen it. Uh, but also too, check out our T Public store. Um, also check out uh, Rocky Mountain 3D Printing. Uh, he's got some great stuff there. Uh, I do know he's running a little bit behind himself because he got a new job uh, where he's actually working again and not having to rely just on uh, on Etsy. So congrats to, to Chris on that. Nice. This is so weird. I, I do not have monitor input on the mm-hmm. on Studio One, and I'm still hearing myself. It's really weird. <laughs> Thankfully, I have it at zero latency, so it's not like I'm hearing it now. You know, I'm talking now, then I'm hearing it five, six seconds. Or, you know, hearing that slight delay, it, it's consistent with as I'm talking. So, yeah, I hate I hate the delays. Well, drives me nuts. I, I I think with you, with what you have set up with uh, Studio One or with uh, the mini studio, when you're in Studio One, just disengage input monitoring on yours. Yeah, I usually do. Yeah, like right right now, I don't have it, but actually, I get it's it's not too bad on mine either. The delay, so yeah. So um, and yes, I talked about the mixed cast. Jeff Davis from DW60 and myself. He has the Rodecaster Pro from Rode. Uh, we're thinking about getting together and doing a video comparing the two and how to utilize them with uh, your different software or how to set it up with a DAW or Audacity or whatnot. So a uh, little you know tech talk type thing. Because um, there is another, there is another. Uh, Zoom has a uh, has two different mixers, mix recorder, uh, podcast, horrible recorders as well, or interface recorders as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, briefly mentioned Mandalorian. Mandalorian wins seven, seven Emmy Awards. Nice. How about that? Congrats to them. I like uh, it. I'm going to get into the story here in a second, but I need to, oh, well, I can hear on my, again, this is the first time I'm recording with this. So I have a DSer and I'm hearing, it. I think I got it. So, um, so yeah. Man, Mandalorian takes seven. Uh, I'm not sure when the Emmys were. Usually they're they're played on um, air. All I saw this weekend was advertised was the MTV VMA Awards, in which there was. This might have been the the technical Emmys. Oh, they have been pre pre recorded. Yeah, because uh, the actual they, Emmys, the regular the, yeah yeah air this weekend. Yep. Sunday might be the first time I might actually be interested in watching. Yeah, 
like I said, VMAs were on this past week, past Sunday, and uh, what I heard was it was no, really not about the music. It was about how to shock the system. Like, okay. Okay. Uh, so the Mandalorian oh. has so far, um, okay, so these are awards that were awarded in advance of the actual Emmys coming later this week, or as the show drops. As you're listening to this, chances are the Emmys have already happened, um, or will be happening. So ahead of time, Mandalorian won uh, in ceremonies previous to outstanding special visual effects in a season or a movie outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or a drama series one hour uh this would be chapter 13 the jedi it's the ahsoka episode yeah that was a great sounding show um the the other one i would put up would have been the one where uh where they run into uh bo katan and the night owls mm. because of the uh the mon calorie uh, mon kamala Mon Calamari, and then the whole sequence with the the uh, reentry of the Razor Crest into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That was brilliantly done as well. Uh, outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, half hour, uh, chapter fifteen, The Believer. I don't remember The Believer. I think that was the final episode, wasn't it? No, sixteen was the final episode. The rescue, which won outstanding musical composition for a series, original dramatic score. Chapter sixteen, the rescue. Fifteen is that? That would mean fifteen was fifteen is the one with the whole Boba Fett fight scene against uh, Gideon's troopers, and they blow up the Razor Crest. Maybe why why you have to bring up bad memories like that? And also, too, where. Gideon captured Grogu. Yeah, that might be. Well, you're looking that up. Uh, Outstanding prosthetic makeup. Chapter 13, The Jedi. Mm. I'm trying to remember what makeup outside of Ahsoka was there, prosthetic-wise. I just don't Mm. remember off the top of my head. I know there were aliens, obviously. Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't really remember. Um outstanding stunt coordination and outstanding stunt performance which i agree with all of that and yes and to remind you this was also going up against falcon and winter soldier and wandavision right for a lot of this too more wandavision than falcon and winter soldier so i mean kudos to disney plus uh oh okay chapter 15 was the the one with bill burr where he and Mando went where well, they went to that planet with, and they would, you know, they were driving that big uh, vehicle. Okay. So this takes place after, uh, okay. So 14's the one where the Razor Crest gets blown up and they're, yes. Yeah. And Grogu has been captured. So yeah. they're going to the base to try and figure out <laughs> that episode's called the tragedy. <laughs> okay now it makes sense um now the series from disney plus has uh which was created by john favreau has received a total of 24 nominations including outstanding drama series outstanding supporting actor and drama series for giancarlo esposito outstanding mm-hmm. directing for a drama series uh, john favreau for chapter nine the marshal among others um chapter 13 alone the jedi received eight separate nominations including outstanding writing for a drama series dave filoni um so right now it has taken seven out of 24 it's not bad not bad at all good job so good 
yeah. Emmy Awards, in case we get this out uh, before the weekend, which it may, um, will air Sunday, September 19th on CBS. Or it has aired already on CBS, in which case you could probably go watch it, the repeat on Paramount+. Plus. In which case, congratulations to The Mandalorian for winning all 24 of its <laughs> categories. <laughs> we are doing a little yeah, I can hold, right? <laughs> forecasting here. <laughs> Force casting. Um, so then um, we're going to talk some gaming. And I'm going to switch these two stories on you, Derek. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic strikes back with a new remake. Yes. This trailer looks amazing. Yes. Um, so I'm very excited about this. Okay. Very excited. I, I'm going to all our stories. Oh, wow. That one hurt my ears. All the stories. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm talking past my mic, not directly into it. Um, all the stories are from tonight come directly from uh, StarWars.com. How odd is that? I'm able to get all the stories from StarWars.com. Um, well, but there, there is a um, story over on ComicBook.com talking about how viral worlds a little, may be a little upset about this. Um, so I'm going to read this. I'm going to read part of this out. Uh, I'm trying to find the, okay. So the, Orion Kellogg is the executive producer at Lucasfilm Games, and Ryan Treadwell, lead producer at Asper or Aspire. Aspire, um, yeah. Consider Knights of the Old Republic, Kotar, um, one of those rare works where um, video games change everything their genre, their art, form, etc. Kotar is one of those that does that. Uh, mm. So, this is Kellogg, Orion Kellogg saying, I was a big RPG fan growing up. I started on the Apple IIc. <laughs> oh, I remember that from college. Um, and played all the Bioware games. It wasn't until I started playing Kotar that I really understood how cinematically they could be. When I first put in Kotar and saw the camera was pulled down to the was pulled down to ground level and I could look up at skyscrapers at the skyscrapers of Terrace, I really felt that I've been put in a world in a way that I've never had been before. Characters were speaking to me in full voiceover and reacting to my choices, whether I was going light side or dark. It felt like a, it was a um, paradigm shift. I know I didn't say that right. Paradigm. Paradigm shift. <laughs> um, have we talked about how I've had COVID? <laughs> Brain fog is real. Uh, now, Ryan Tread, Treadwell says, uh, when I was nine, my parents did two things that were incredibly impactful. They bought me my first video game console, an original Game Boy, and they sat me down to watch a VHS copy of A New Hope. One set me on my career path, the other kicked in with my love of storytelling. When Kotar was released, it married those two passions brilliantly. I was so excited to finally create my hero and create and explore the galaxy, making the choices I wanted to. As a kid, I would pretend to create my own lightsaber out of wrapping paper rolls. <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> exactly. And this game was letting me customize my own. I was enamored and an instant fan. Wrapping paper rolls. We would, my brother and I would beat each other in lightsaber fights <laughs> so bad. It got to the point, the paper roll, the, the wrapping paper roll, it pulled, <laughs> it pulled apart. And the only place holding, the only thing not affected is where we were holding. And it <laughs> went from straight roll to, okay, we're now almost using this like a lightsaber whip. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Unless we found the ones that were a thicker walled, you know, skinnier, thicker walled um, tubes, mm -hmm. and then those hurt like crap. 
so Kellogg and Treadwell, um, their personal connection has new meaning today as announced at the PlayStation Showcase 2021. Uh, this game will return um, on a play on PlayStation 5 console exclusive at launch and for PC. Ken's not going to be happy because I think he's Xbox. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> Uh, so the Texas-based studio has collaborated with Lucasfilm on various projects over the decade, including a recent spat of well-received release, re-releases from LucasArts era and its handling development, rebuilding the game from the ground up. Uh, so as it is, Hotar will be reborn. Originally developed by BioWare and LucasArts, uh, it's being brought up to modern standards. I can't wait. Looks great. It really does. Um, so let me go to, of course, I do that. They just released a new, they, they just dropped a new uh, story. Um, so BioWare responds to the remake. Uh, according to their Twitter, we are proud of the work we did on the original Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. As they should be. And genuinely not wait to play Aspire's remake. As we continue our work on Star Wars The Old Republic, we will watch with great interest. May the Force be with you. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic is the uh, the online multiplayer game, mm-hmm. which I, I do go back and play every now and then. I have never played it. My mistake was I think I chose the wrong character when they gave the opportunity, you know, when they gave you, you can max out your character. I maxed out my Jedi instead of my scoundrel. Mm. When I was doing a more scoundrel role, I'm like, yeah, oops. So hopefully later down the road, we will get um, another opportunity to upgrade another character. Uh, and then, um, as I said, coming from comicbook.com, uh, there was a new announcement dropped literally as we're recording, you know, four minutes ago before I even got to the story. Uh, so this is kind of fresh on their site. Uh, Fantasy in Flight report, uh, in tonight's Fantasy Flight in Flight report uh updates on the game unfathomable key forge as well as their new arkham horror lord of the rings and marvel champions franchises they saved one for last uh they revealed a long-awaited expansion for star wars outer rim outer rim was released back in 2019 uh everyone at comicbook.com loved it i am not familiar with this game i'm not either oh i know of it i've never played it but okay it's a fantasy flight game. That's all I know. So this is the unfinished business expansion, which is what dropped. Um, they don't have any other details. Um, and the fantasy flight said they won't have any additional information on this expansion for some time. But rest assured, it's coming. So kind of helping break that news. Okay. Uh, Outer Rim challenged players with gaining fame and resources as they assembled a crew, upgraded their ship, completed bound- bounties throughout the galaxy. Always become the most legendary mercenary or smuggler in the cosmos. This sounds like something we should get and play over Skype sometime. Hmm. This be interesting. I have to check it out. Yeah, could be. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, this, this may be worth us trying to figure out how to play this online sometime. And who knows if you go support our Patreon. Maybe this is something that if you guys have this as well, you could play along with us, and bring you guys into the game as well. Well, it, it's for one to it's for one to four players with a 120, 180 minute playtime. Hmm. But it doesn't mean we 
Putin brings someone in to play with with the smugglers three first few times and then maybe we set each one of us sets up a our own game where we can bring in three other patreon players mm-hmm. with us but right now we are not at that stage patreon um and i do have to give a shout out uh, big shut uh iman from uh from jock and nerd has been a patreon of ours for a while i think i've shouted out to them um well the jock and nerd podcast is a sponsor of us have been for a while and then travis osterhaus is a as of this month is a patreon supporter of us and he's got a hey, real thanks he's got a really cool thing that i think we're gonna we may be utilizing in the future um oh yeah he has an app called Repod, hmm. and on the app um, for each show has like a, a, a discussion forum tab where you, hmm. the listener, if you listen to the show through Repod, we could communicate with you directly there. Since people hmm. are on their phone all the time, and it's hard to you know have everything right there in the app, the episodes, chance for reviews, maybe a chance to go check out our Patreon page, actual communication with us. I think it's great. Interesting. I think it's a great idea. I chatted with him about it. Uh, was not aware that he was going to be a, a patron on our Patreon. So thank you, Travis, for that. Um, check yes. out. Go oh, for those of you who can. Our shows are. I did not check on Keepers of the Fringe or New England Society. You'll probably need to uh, check that out. But I do know Weeby Geeks, Wookie Radio, and Mighty Marvel Geeks are all on there. So go check those out, please. Uh, supporting Thanks. him helps. Helps podcasters all over the world. So, um, so yeah, need to check that out. So maybe that maybe that's something we look into. Mm. Is uh, not only Repod but also uh, Outer Rim. Mm. I, I think the three of us playing it online could be fun until we get proficient with it. And you know, I could do a fourth because Zoe would probably play along too with us here. Mm. So, um, but there's another game which this one I'm kind of excited for as well. It is almost time to enter the arena. Okay. That was not the effect that I thought it was, but it's all right. <laughs> it still worked. <laughs> it still worked. Okay. Let me do it this way. It is almost time to enter the arena. <laughs> no. <laughs> Derek does not like the air horn. <laughs> until no, I could, do not. Until he can get it on his own. <laughs> it's one of the preloaded. Mm-hmm. As one of the default preloaded effects. That one I will not be using. Okay. <laughs> I hate that thing. I don't and even it's know. It's way how, overused. I don't even know how that came about. Hey, hey, hey. It's the Smugglers 3 on Wookiee Radio. All Wookiee all the time. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> Um, so today, the new cinema, all new cinematic trailer, which you can watch on StarWars.com. It's a trailer for a new game, which will be coming to, uh, I'll get to that later in the story. Uh, a new trailer for a game called Star Wars Hunters. I, th- mm. I didn't even know this was a thing. I heard about it a little a little bit before it was officially announced, but I didn't, I just heard the name. I didn't really hear what it was. Have we talked about this game but didn't know the name yet at one point? Mm, Possibly. So um, we meet some of our prospective teammates and opponents from the shrewd dark side warrior Reeve to the Mandalorian stalwart Aaron Tall, which I love. Have you seen this this trailer? No, not yet. 
Um, watch it as I'm talking about it. Um, the Mandalorian, his armor looks great. I love it. Can't wait to see the cosplay in this armor. Uh, Mandalorian stalwart Aaron Tall, the imposing Graz, a Wookiee warrior. Yeah. Oh, this is. Um, I would love to see a a figure vintage collect three or three quarter inch or six inch black series. I want to see a figure for Graz. Actually, I would love to see figures from the characters from this game in general. Um, a Wookiee warrior with a Peshat for disarming droids. The competitive combat game from Zynga and Lucas Games, Lucasfilm Games, will transport gamers to the world of Vespara to meet these and other combatants from familiar factions on the battlefield. Set after the fall of the Galactic Empire. So basically, another this game's being set during that time period of Mandalorian. Just don't know how far after. So are we still within that five five years after? Are we a little closer? Are we post Mandalorian? Don't know yet. We just know it's set after the fall of the Galactic Empire. Um, Star Wars Hunters will connect players in real time battle in arena settings inspired by the iconic Star Wars locales. Compete as daring bounty hunters, heroes of the rebellion, and holdouts of the fallen empire in an action game that will immerse you in fast-paced and visually stunning Star Wars conflict. Star Wars Hunters will be available to play for the Nintendo Switch and on the App Store and Google Play in 2022. Star Wars Hunters does not require a Nintendo Switch online membership to download and play, which is great to know. I will be playing this. Excellent. I will be playing this on my iPhone, on my iPad. Looks pretty cool. I'll be playing it on my Switch. Uh, I would love to get a Switch. Zoe wants a Switch as well. I'm debating getting, if we get her one, debating we would get her a Switch Lite. Mm. So, um, you can learn more about the game on www swhunters.com now here's a cool here's a cool thing um the other characters so there's Graz. Graz looks great the characters are all look, look pretty cool uh aaron uh Graz, a wookie warrior uh which we already talked about uh aaron tall this mandalorian stalwart is here to call out the wicked and serve up fiery justice his armor looks amazing and i love the blasters he carries indeed his helmet is a Mandalorian helmet, but it's got that vibe of, of old medieval knight type armor or helmet with the slits or implied mm-hmm. vents in the, in the curve. Um, there's a group mm-hmm. called the Utini. <laughs> they are two Jawa scrappers with the arsenal of hidden firepower. Then you have J3DI. Catch what that spells. Yes. One of a kind droid programmed to believe that the force is with him. Oh, that's cool. Everything about him is total metal. His head yeah. looks very similar to L7's. Yeah, kind of. But he carry but he wields a, a lightsaber. It's a droid with a lightsaber. It, it's almost like this may have been if if you ever envisioned a potential upper level Jedi Temple training droid lightsaber training droid this is it wouldn't he make an awesome black series figure Mm -hmm. all of these so far would be amazing black series figures yes uh then we have reeve a shrewd dark side warrior here to show to sow wickedness throughout the arena and i love how they incorporate how they used her in the trailer she looks amazing it's an amazing character yeah 
Yeah. Um, she's. Then we have Imara Vex, always looking for the bounty, always on the hunt. Vex never loses. And I love, I love this this character uh, i'm mm. loving this look and again i want that i want that belt <laughs> it's like a han solo style belt I, w- I want that belt i wish disney would finally just sell it in the parks so i could get my discount on it yeah i'm surprised they don't they had the vet I-, I think we talked about it, uh last week or the week before they've got the vest the han solo's vest and shirt oh um, yeah i right. have i have not appeared so maybe the belt will be coming yeah so um i would love to have the vest especially if it's screen accurate mm. uh so up next slingshot a flashy adrenaline junkie joyrider slingshot revels in roadkill mm. this mm-hmm. i can't tell is he supposed to be an ugnaught or yes yeah it's an ugnaught and what is he riding your favorite Adroitic. Yeah. that's awesome that's pretty cool that is cool i love that he, he turned he, he, he turned, might end up being my favorite character. He turns a droidica into a into a vehicle. I love that. That's genius. Uh, then we have Sentinel, which a remnant of the Empire unwilling to accept defeat. So this definitely looks like the remnant stormtrooper armor. Mm. But he's carrying like a mobile version of an E-Web. Yeah. That is killer. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really dig that. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, oh, I don't know if you can see it in this picture. The one bicep arm armor plate is gone on his right arm. Mm. I did not catch that before. This is cool. And then at the end, we have Zayna, a veteran of the Rebel Alliance and hero to the New Republic. Oh, I never caught that before. Below the knees, she has um, artificial artificial legs from below the knees. She has prosthetics. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that in the trailer. I don't remember seeing her in the trailer. But the, this is a cool look here, too. I, I love the costume. I love the costuming looks. Uh, you can pre-register now for the game because uh, they are encouraging as you pre-register. The more people pre-register, the um, bigger rewards that will come about. Uh, first reward unlocks at 250,000 people. We'll go 250, 500, 750, and then 1 million. I, ha- I have pre-registered myself. So Have you? I have. I can't wait for this game. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, it looks. I don't want it. I don't want to rush it. But this would be cool. <laughs> this this would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Looks like a good game. Um, then uh, Funko Pop <laughs> is sponsoring a balloon for Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> and why are we talking about Funko and Macy's Day Parade and a balloon? Because it's going to be Star Wars themed. Of course. And it's going to be Grogu. Grogu. Little Grogu. And if this get, and, and it's going to have the the, uh, the knob, shift knob as well. <laughs> and if, and if, if this concept sketch is correct, this is going to be an amazing balloon. And I'm surprised mm-hmm. there, I'm surprised there aren't any, there haven't been any other Funko style creations down as balloons. Yeah. Because they're, they're stuff. I'm surprised too. Their stuff lends well to the balloon to the balloon concept. Maybe this will be the first Maybe. of many to come. Uh, the balloon is set to measure forty feet, forty-one feet high, twenty-nine feet long, and thirty-seven feet wide as it travels through Manhattan. So, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, in addition, Star Wars fans are in luck 
Funko has collaborated with Lucasfilm to develop a line of bobbleheads, uh, deluxe bobbleheads, keychains, etc. Um, keychains and apparel based on the Grogu-inspired balloon, alongside a limited edition series of balloon-themed pop products available exclusively at Funko.com. Macy's will also feature select items from Funko available on purchase at Macy's Herald Square in New York City this fall. So there will be a Grogu Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon pop hmm. as well. wonder if this is available now. Um, so yeah, the, it's, it's, this is one of those, it's a, it's a dual balloon. Uh, it's Groku, and like I said, it's the uh, knob that he messes with. <laughs> um, checking their site, coming soon. I don't know. Oh, they have oh, what if zombie characters from the zombie episode. Yeah. It's I great. saw that. Falcon looks great. Cap looks great. Zombie Hunter Spidey. Scarlet Witch, eh. Tony, eh. <laughs> I'll do the keychains for these. Uh, instead of the pop okay there there we go um so yeah the pop's gonna be a pop deluxe there will be uh and then the regular pop will be uh he's standing holding it instead of floating so it's like he's standing trying to reach out for it but the yeah. keychain has them in in balloon mode so there's the the deluxe the regular pop the keychain there's a t-shirt uh basically thanksgiving day parade there's two uh three different t-shirts uh, two different hoodies, uh, both pullover hoodies. So yeah, these look great. So you could go onto Funko, go to coming soon and choose notify me to be notified when they're available. Um, I'm going to skip this next story about Marvel because, um, okay. I will be posting these on the website, uh, this week because I just got the, uh, solicits marvel so basically it's the books coming out um from marvel for december uh we're looking at crimson rain number one uh which would be one of five. Oh, cool excellent uh star wars high republic trial trial of the shadows number three of five um they started that already oh Make sure I'm getting that. Uh, High Republic number 12, uh, Star Wars number 20, Darth Vader number 19, Bounty Hunters number 19, and Afra 17 are all coming out. Um, yeah, so we get these last set of stories knocked out. Um, inside Star Wars Visions, uh, StarWars.com did three different stories on this. Uh, meet the heroes, meet the villains, meet the droids. So we're going to meet. I'm going to start off with meet the heroes. Uh, we have Kara, the ninth Jedi. Um, she she's going to appear in the night in the episode called the ninth Jedi. Um, she is that the ninth episode? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we find out next week. I don't even know. If, do we know how many episodes there are? Uh, I thought it was nine episodes, nine episodes from seven studios. Yeah, that sounds right. And one of the episodes is, um, I can't, can't remember his name. He's the, uh, it's his final. Oh, right, right. It's his final. And for his, for his final being a Star Wars project. Oh, he must, he, he must've been on cloud nine doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so Kara or Kara uh, follows the tradition that's key to Star Wars, but with the visions twist. Thematically, Kara has familiar hopes and dreams as heroes like Luke and Rey, but she longs for more, wishes to become a hero to get off her Tundra planet, where great harpoon cannons farm for kyber crystals from the asteroids above. So cool. Uh, Kari, K A R R E, Kari, 
it's from Twins. Uh, Twins follows the dark side siblings, Kari and Am, an almost flip version of the Star Wars saga, well-known brother and sister. So the anti-Luke and Leia. Um, so Emma Ashi-san at Trigger really dug into his own style and the twin themes with Luke and Leia to create the dark side twins, Kari, Kari and Am. Edge Rhymes. Uh, Rhymes is one of the people involved with the show, obviously. Uh, executive producer Josh Rhymes and producer and producer Kanako Shirasaki. I still want the posters. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then from The Elder, we have Dan. Uh, all we know, that The Elder is also from Trigger, uh, explores the classic Master Padwan relationship, and the shorts Jedi Learner, simply known as Dan, has much to learn. So that, that could be a fun one. And so far with some of these, I don't see why they couldn't be canon of some sort. We'll see once they're out. See if they're if they're lens uh, whether the argument could be made. Yes, they should be canon, or no, they should just be tales. Uh, next character is F from the Village Bride. That's all her name. Uh, we find a fallen Jedi known only as F observing the small village's wedding rituals. Little is known about him, about her, and what she do, uh, what she does not reveal speaks volumes. Um, and we have Ronan from the Duel, which I am excited. We have a character named Ronan. Um, the inspiration for the duel came from uh, samurai lore and films that inspired Star Wars itself. So uh, he is a wanderer, an anti-hero, a mysterious warrior, directly influenced by uh, Toshiro Mifune and Kurosawa films. Mm. So, um, so yeah, that's our heroes. Some of our heroes. Um, some of our villains. Well, the Elder. <laughs> uh Um, from the twins. So dark side twins, one's more hero, the other one's more villain. Interesting. Deal with that. Very interesting. Uh, Masago from Akiri. Uh, Her strength is echoed in every element of her bold character's design from designer Nakiri Asano. With a great deal of strength and weight in the design, her broad shoulders and physical presence are palpable. Her red eyes, imbued with the dark side of the forest, create the impression of a soul full of darkness, ambition, and hunger for power. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sith bandit leader in the duel. Mm. Interesting character look. I'm kind of excited for the duel being more black and white with maybe some red and blue tinge from the sabers. That, that could be, mm. be fun. Good. Yeah, could be very interesting. Um, the Inquisitor from T- T0B1 or 2B1. Um, like other inquisitors before, you know, this new hunter is powerful, menacing, representing representation of the dark side of the force. So, um, so yeah, that's our villains. And then Roids. And I still would love to see, um, Bandai do characters from these as figures. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, so we have 2B1 and friends, uh, from the episode 2B1. Uh, really, I think that's a cool look. Uh, he almost acts like a little kid. It's one of the better ways to describe. Uh, there's <laughs> K344 in tattooing, tattooing Rhapsody. Uh, move over freaking Dan in the modal nodes. Twin engines <laughs> tattooing Rhapsody tells the story of the Star Waver, a rock band with dreams of making it big. And on guitar is someone destined or programmed to make great music. So he is the guitarist of the band, or she is the guitarist of the band. She's female. Um, B, 20N, and R, duo, and the twins. Um, B, 20N is a loyal servant to Am and Kari, inspired by 
C-3PO, but jet black instead of mostly gold because he serves the twins of the dark side. Uh, and then um, our duo is a perfect partner if he knows he needs to win a big battle. Uh, much like R2, our duo moves around in the role uh, a servant to his master. So maybe astromech-like, but I'm not sure. Looks similar, but not full astromech if we go by this one picture. Well, I mean... Keep in mind, it's a Japanese design too, so it sure. could sure. very well be an ast- their version of an astromech. Yeah. Um, TD4 from Lop and Ocho. Uh, like many droids, TD4 has various abilities and gadgets. One, but one is especially important. TD4 takes the recording functionality we originally saw with R2D2 to a new level by independently capturing the important moments of Lop's journey from surviving as an orps- from an orphan to becoming part of a family. Just and then we have a steward droid in the nth Jedi, or the, the ninth Jedi, which this looks, this droid looks pretty cool. Whoa. Large droid, perhaps even taller than Chewie. Mm. <laughs> hey, Chewie, it happens. Uh, while most droids like C-3P or BB-8 are known by their metallic tones or bright colors, this one is oddly dark, which adds to the mis- mysterious aura. Will the Jedi uncover his secrets? So, um... And then finally, getting back to the video game concept, uh, I think we did the, I know we've done another top 10. Um, This has no ranking, actual rankings, but 10 of the best Star Wars video game characters. Uh, So how do you want me to do this? You want me to go from top to bottom or you want me to go from bottom up to the top? Well, since they don't have any actual numbers associated with them, <laughs> Go from top to bottom. All right. First one mentioned, Cal Kestis. Very nice. Very nice. Very much agree with that pick. Uh, of course, we know him from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, from Kotar, Revan. Mm, yes. Love Revan, Kotar. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. Well, okay. In the... Third one mentioned. There we go. That way. <laughs> yeah. Third one mentioned. Yeah, there we go. I'm wanting to rank these, and I, I think the way this is done, I don't think there really is a... I don't know how we would rank them. Um, so I kind of almost like the fact that they didn't rank them. They just said these are the 10 best. Yeah. Uh, so from Star Wars Dark Forces and Star Wars Jedi Knight series, Kyle Katarn. Mm. Very cool. Um, in the... F- Fourth mention, Eden Versio from Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, and yes, you're going, I don't remember seeing her in the game. You had to do this story mode or the campaign mode. Yeah. And it's a, I loved that story-driven campaign. I loved the yeah, first it, one. It, it was really good, yeah. When it jumps to, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to, I have it here. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. If I have to say it. Spoiler alert. Um, it's the game's been out for four years now. So when they when they do the section, the shorter story of after uh or at the start of the formation of the first order. Or yeah. Well the first part starts off with Kylo Ren uh rehashing history at, at Endor. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're searching for for Eden's daughter, I I thought they I thought they fell a little flat with that story. Yeah. Compared, compared to what we got in the first half with Eden completely, I think yeah. it fell flat. 
I think they were rushing it to tie in uh, the sequel trilogy with it before it was completed. Um, up next, I would love, if I had a 3D printer, I'd be making one of these. Uh, BD-1. Yes. I would be making a BD-1. I want Lego to make a full-size BD-1. Yeah, that would be awesome. But I, I would love to make, if I had a 3D printer, I'd be making a 3D, a BD-1. It's wonderful. One of my, definitely one of my favorite droids. Mm. He, yeah, he I, I would say he, he's definitely top five in droid for me, for sure. I may even put him ahead of HK. Don't you dare. <laughs> HK's in my top five. Uh, R2, R2's first, always has been, droid-wise. Um, I, I love... Uh, now I would throw BD, I would throw BD, uh, BD1, wait, BT1, Afros Astromech, it's BT1. I would throw him next, uh, probably do BD1 next, uh, HK after that, um, I'm not sure who I put in the fifth spot at the moment. I don't know if I would do R2, Q, Q2, is that the black, is that the black Astromech? Or if I would do R2, A6, which was the, uh, I believe was Rick Oley's Astromech in, uh, attack in, um, Phantom Menace, the R2, but with green and white or with the green accent instead of blue. Um, so after BD one, we have Teresa, Teresa Krill or Carol from Star Wars squadrons. I have to, uh, uh, confess. I still haven't played squadrons yet. I started, but I've, I've stopped. I just haven't found time to play. But I, I love squadrons. I really do. Um, I want to play it. I just haven't yet. I'm doing I'm doing the story mode. Uh, and right now, I really have no interest in trying to do multiplayer with it yet. Because mm. I, I want to do the story. Yeah. And, and I feel I want the time to build up everything from the story to get the skill points and everything else so I can create my own stuff before going out and trying to play multiplayer and get my get my tailpipes lit up. <laughs> mm. uh, so after Tirasa, we have from the Forced Unleashed series, Starkiller. Ah, yes. Love Starkiller. Yeah. I wish. Yes. I wish they would make Starkiller. I wish there was a way of making Starkiller canon. There are ways. There are ways. Well, especially now with Rise of Skywalker with the Emperor's clones, mm-hmm. you can easily tie that in. Yeah. Um, after Starkiller, we have Siri Junda from Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. The the Jedi who left the Order to uh, just keep alive from Force Unleashed. Love this character as well. Um, Juno Eclipse. Yeah. Love Juno. Um, from Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. We have HK forty seven, which I am, I am surprised. We've gotten Revan as Black Series. I believe Revan is, is Vintage Collection. Um, we've gotten Jedi Revan in Black Series. We just got uh, the Wookiee in Black Series as a gaming great at GameStop from Kotar. Where's HK? Where's his? Where is HK forty seven? Where I don't even think I he's want come him. Out. I don't think he's even come out as a three and three quarter inch. I don't think so either. I want HK forty seven. So come on, you meat bags at Hasbro, listen. Yeah, meat bags. Listen, bring them to us. Give us an HK forty seven. So, final thoughts. Um, <clears throat> I have one final thought, and it's actually not Star Wars related. 
but it's related to me because uh, I just want to say that uh, the other podcast that I I am co-host on with my buddy Chris, Keepers of the Fringe, we just put out our 200th episode Congrats. Congrats. Welcome to that club. Thank you. And and you look back going, where did all the time go? (laughs) Like like 200. Well, the other thing is because uh, our podcast is about reviewing fringe movies. We're like, we've watched 200 (laughs) movies. Actually, over 200 movies if you want to get technical. Yeah. So wait, so, when you when you started keepers, did you think you would ever make it that this far? <laughs> Honestly, I did. I don't know. I tried not to think about it, but <laughs> uh, okay. How about this for comparison? Uh, the episode we're recording tonight is two twenty nine. Mm. So this shows, and I know there's been episodes we have, or there's been weeks we haven't recorded. I know the same thing with right keepers, but these shows started uh, sixteen, right? About. Or did you start 2017? February of 2017. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, of course, you and I just recently celebrated uh, 400 on Weeby Geeks. Yeah. uh, About a month and a half ago. And uh, and then Mighty Marvel Geeks just celebrated episode or issue. Because we have issues on that show. Um, (laughs) Issue. You certainly do. Issue three fifty two. We have crossed the three fifty mark mm. in that itch, in that nice. show. So rolling right along. It's all great. Loving mm. it. We're happy family. I have to ask Ken next week, uh, where they're at with with Geek Watch One. Another one of the family uh, shows. They are at Oh, you're looking. Mm-hmm. Uh stupid ads. Uh they Oh, they just put out two ninety nine. They're about to do 300 wow nice very cool well any other final thoughts mm, nope other than i'm tired and i need to go to bed <laughs> but on that note there's only one thing left to be said give the evacuation code signal all right cut the chatter Jinx. i can hold it pull up no i'm all right information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2.